I'd like to acknowledge our season ticket holders and our fans here in Rogers Arena and everywhere else. I'd like to thank you for your passion and your support. The 2019 the Vancouver Canucks draft from St. Petersburg of the KHL, Vasiliev Postova. What podcast am I doing? Hang on, give me one second. <laughs> You're doing real good. I, I I know that, but what is the? I'm trying to come up with in my mind the difference between the intros of my shows. So I get yes, that confused do. a lot. If you had multiple shows, I'm sure you'd understand. <laughs> <laughs> we just start all of our shows off with just like, hi hey guys. <laughs> By saying each other's names as you say hello to each other on Skype. <laughs> no, I know it's great. I like it. I'm not saying it's bad. Don't criticize me right now. I'm not. <laughs> there we go. Now that we have Puck Buddies <laughs> intro. <laughs> Truly. What? That's really what it is. Yeah. Now you need to ask Christina how therapy was this week. Chris- be Christina, how was therapy this week before you flew to Vancouver? It was actually really good. I told her that I had ADD and she's like, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> I knew that already. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode number 182, Blink and You'll Miss It. Uh, it <laughs> it's a great episode and I'm so happy to be doing this today, joined live in person uh, by my special guests this afternoon. Returning favorites, returning champions, back in the territory with their title belts in tow. The tag team champions of the world. You know them better as the Puck Bunnies. Audrey and Christina, welcome back to Real Good Show. That is the most intense um, like way we've ever been described. I think we should actually get into tag team wrestling. What do you, what do you think about that? I don't know. I think that could work. Not even just like as a podcast, but I think we should truly just wrestle. Yeah. I think that would be a better career than our current choices of being a lawyer and a journalist. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think you're 100 percent right. Well, Justin, we we have talked about this you. before. Yeah, we in have. That there is a local wrestler here in Vancouver, Nicole Matthews. Oh, oh, who, who looks like Christina? Who has extreme Christina yes. energy? Oh, she really God. does. She looks just like you. Wow, is she here? Nicole, call me. I would like <laughs> to make out. She is in this city. Yes, absolutely. I'm sure she could teach you a thing or two. <laughs> the classic, like, would you fuck your clone? <laughs> absolutely. Would you? Would no, you? absolutely not. That'd be so weird. Oh my God. You guys Why would to, I want to do that? You need to go. You need to grow up. You need to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, thanks for um, having us back on your show. I know. I can't believe you wanted to do this. But <laughs> this has been a wonderful weekend. This the whole look, was it exciting for me to like professionally cover an NHL draft in my city? Did I actually work the draft <laughs> itself? No, I worked the lead up and then I worked the breakdown after the fact. But I still was technically part of the coverage. That's the bread of the sandwich. It's the most important part. Was it exciting for me to do that? Yes. Was it more exciting for me to hang out with all my friends from the internet who came to my city to be <laughs> at the draft? Probably yes, that was even yeah, better. For that reasons was the real, that are still unclear. That was the real cherry this week <laughs> on top of the Sunday. Yeah, we have had... So this is Audrey and I's both first time in Vancouver. 
and we came here to just sort of orbit around the NHL draft. We did not go. We were not invited. We probably and we would did not, not be get allowed. drafted. Yeah. Yeah. We probably once again we were ignored. We, we probably would have been banned from entering <laughs> Rogers Arena because yeah. there's like there's there's like pictures of us up there. Like, don't let these two bitches in. Like, they they cannot be trusted. So yeah, we've had like a, just a great time exploring the city and um, getting drunk in various bars and. Um, well, you were gonna pretend to be like Capocaco's sister. I, I think that was the no, plan no. What I was gonna do, and when this makes it very, very prescient, is I was gonna pretend to be Tyler Myers' sister. <laughs> uh, you, you do have the height. For Tall it. from Texas, rangy, end of list. Yeah, those are all the reasons but, you need. But now I feel kind of bad pretending to do that since he actually might be coming to Vancouver. Yeah, you'd be public enemy number one right. going out in the city pretending to be related to Tyler Myers. <laughs> the when they give him ten million dollars for ten I years. I was gonna be. Jack and Quinn Hughes's sister, which I think could really work. <laughs> that really could just work. Be the, yeah. the fourth Hughes. Yeah. Sibling. Hello. Uh, yeah. Hi guys. I'm Sue Hughes. And the other one. Sue yeah. Hughes. <laughs> That's so bad. Oh my god. No. Jack Jack Hughes's mom is so hot though. Did you see her? Uh she's like a former women's player. Yeah, she taught she, the boys how she, to skate. She taught them everything they know. Yeah, Honk. she's responsible for all of their hockey ability. That's right. What does the dad do? He's, He's also a coach. Yeah. He was there too. Yeah. <laughs> Drives them to practice, yeah. probably. He's also a hockey coach, right. but like it's supposed to be a feminist victory that they're so good at hockey. Wait, okay, here's my question. Are they like little hockey automatons? Like are they like are they good boys or are I they don't, like I'm not sure. Quinn has only played like five games in this city. I just I, I hate hearing stories about like hockey dads and hockey moms who just like cart their kids around all the time and like don't really care about them as people just kind of see them ship them off to saskatchewan I, I when they're don't, 12 i don't get the feeling that that's the kind of family this is okay that's good because we like i booked uh their dad onto my show a fair number of times when i was booking the morning show last oh, summer really? and every time he'd come on he'd talk about like the importance of making sure that the kids played as many different sports as possible and not to like over specify them in one sport and spend all of their time training for one sport. It was like trying to build them as good uh, people. But see, what if your kid doesn't want to play any sports? Uh, see, we exist. Yeah, <laughs> we all grow up to be podcasters. That's right. Yeah. Those who can't podcast. Am I right, ladies? I was just telling Christina about a couple days ago that, uh, the times that my parents tried to make me do sports and how they just ended like spectacularly in failure. What's, and what's the I best am. one? Oh, I mean, like they tried to get me to do soccer. My dad was like a really good beach volleyball player and he tried to get me to do like volleyball because I'm tall and blonde, which I think are like the two like... <laughs> Yeah, things that you need to be to play volleyball. I don't know if, I don't know if blonde. Yeah. They do. They do let Burnett's play. Um, and the, it just I hate competition. I'm really scared. I'm it really freaks me out. It's too much pressure. So uh, I would usually cry until I got to quit. Awesome. <laughs> we love it. Well, yeah. No, I used to play soccer growing up here too. But the big problem in playing youth soccer in Vancouver is that. It rains all mm -hmm. the fucking time, and soccer season is the rainy season. So, like, as a kid, it's, like, the absolute pits to tell me that I'm going to go spend my Saturday morning... Running around in the rain. Running around a, a, a gravel field with wet socks in wet shoes, and just, like... Just having wet feet for three hours That's when you're like abuse. 10 years old the is the worst like, thing in the, the world. The thing I like best about soccer was, number one, the tall socks, number two, the snacks... 
um, orange slices, which baby. were which were orange slices. That's where your affinity for orange Gatorade came from. Yeah, that's probably the origin story of that. <laughs> the the athletic story goes way back. So my mom was like a champion, like high school basketball player. Okay, and, she's and really that's where you get your height from. Well, my my mom's five eleven, my dad's six five, so like it was always gonna happen. I was always gonna be huge, and uh, so she coached my uh, like a little basketball team at the Jewish Community Center when we lived in St. Louis. And uh, I was really bad. I had no shot. I hated running up and down the court. And she was so disappointed. She was just like, can you just do this one thing for me? Can you just try? And I was like, absolutely no, not. I can't. I can't. I, can't. Do I that. literally can't. Yeah. So <laughs> now I have a podcast about hockey, even though I've never skated. Nope. So, yeah, live your dream. Don't, yeah, don't do sports. I feel like, though, because you just name dropped St. Louis in that story, that you've probably lived in more major american cities at this point than most professional hockey players honestly i have yeah we moved a lot when i was growing up which I'm from is why the Lou and I i'm proud i know what i've said i'm from the loo and i'm proud that's right i'm not from the loo so i'm not <laughs> gonna say that no just a very brief stint it was, yeah, it's just a two-year bridge deal. Okay, well, um, <laughs> I don't want to like throw you under the bus or anything, but I'm sure people listening to us talk right now may have noticed that we are a little low energy. I feel great. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm just chilling. In Vancouver. Vancouver. Um so last night where to begin yeah so, i know this is not roxy fever so we're picking the wrong podcast to tell this story on but so uh we've been on sicko mode i, I guess you would say <laughs> <laughs> for the past three days yeah uh so we, we flew in on thursday zero uh, to 100 real quick uh, yeah thursday we were good thursday we went to bed early and then every night since then we have gone out um and it culminated last night in a little trip to a little club called... Well, well before we get there, yeah. oh, oh, you oh. were going to go there on Saturday. Oh, you... we were going to go there on Saturday, and I was so grateful that we didn't. Oh, yeah. my God. You were on the Granville Strip on Saturday, yeah. and uh, I think, Audrey, you rightly described it as, like, your Instagram explore tab come Oh, my to God. Life. It's a nightmare. I love it so much. I want to live there. Audrey got street harassed while I, got, I was... I got, I got full-on molested while Christina was getting jewel pop. <laughs> <laughs> which which is, is just the most us experience that i can really think about to describe hold but on real quick i need to go vape <laughs> yeah but you looked at the lineup and you were like there's no way no I'm no there was that. no i mean we were with a bunch of other friends we were with we were with a bunch of people that we were at like another mm. bar before and so a bunch of them wanted to go to the roxy and i was like yeah it's it's there's got to be uh, like five different draft parties that are happening there tonight. Like there's no way we're getting US in. hockey was there. And also I am not paying like $20 cover to go into that place. Not tonight. And so we didn't go. Instead we went to a good, a good different bar. Yeah. And I met you there. And yeah. I was very glad that you did not go to the Roxy. It was wonderful. But then we did. And so, and so, <laughs> so we did anyway. But, and then when you were at the bar that we were at on Saturday, I was telling you that like, I don't understand the legend of the Roxy. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, it's a fine bar, but, like, it's also totally average. There have to be... There has to be a Roxy in every city that, that has an NHL team. If there's a Roxy in Washington, D.C., I have not encountered it yet. But if you know what it is, please let me know. I'm sure that there's a Roxy equivalent in, in like, River North in Chicago. Look, and it's, I, it's not that great. No, listen, 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 listen. 
But- we, we went to the Roxy on Sunday night, which if you're in Vancouver, you probably know is country night at the Roxy. It was, they had a live band. I was back on my bullshit in a big way. Yeah, we had a, it was amazing. And it was just full of 18 year olds also. Yeah. yeah. Which I did not. I think they should raise the drinking age to 40 in Vancouver. And yeah, Vancouver honestly. Alone. That's what, if we come away with anything this weekend, it's that the drinking age should be raised by at least 10 years everywhere. Too many teens in bars. Uh, no, I loved it. And we were with like, a bunch of our girlfriends and we just had a great time it was great yeah um they played a lot of shania twain and i lost my mind yeah um it it, it is like bizarre to go to like a country and it is like a country themed bar like there's like a long only on sundays no but there's like there's like country stuff in there yeah i guess and i'm like this is like we're in fucking vancouver like why you why are you appropriating my texan culture <laughs> Also, the the one thing that did piss me off about Country Night is that all these teenagers did not know how to two-step, and they were just kind of getting on tables and dancing around and getting kicked out. Yeah. I loved it. Well, they were. this is the other problem with Vancouver right now, and I don't want to get into like a, a racialized discussion No, no, right now. go off, go. King. Let's but, go. But, but like, our city is like full of Irish people for some reason. Dude, yes! <laughs> we were propositioned hard like, by some Irish teens last night. Yeah, like for whatever reason, every single like 20-something person in Ireland has come to Vancouver yeah. on some sort of temp visa sure. to, to be a server here and just feel the weight of our disgusting uh, like economic issues and housing crisis issues. It's like how bad is it in Ireland that you want to come here and just be devastated by the cost of housing and the cost of living in this city? It was bizarre. Like these two 18 year old children from Belfast, Belfast just like came up to me and Audrey and like just uh, like not groped, but like they put their arms around us. And oh, I was, I was groped. He groped for you? sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, I don't I think, speak for me. I was groped. <laughs> okay. Sorry. And like, I was just like, it was like towards the end of the night. And I was just like, please leave. Like, <laughs> please. <laughs> Christina told them that <laughs> Christina told hers because there were two of them and they uh, paired off with us immediately. Christina told hers that, uh, she was my girlfriend. And I, I, I did not to tell my dream. them that. Yeah. I told them that we had an early flight. Well, that, those two things can be true. Yeah. They're not incompatible stories. That's right. Yeah. So it was a big night for me because I finally got to live my dream and pretend that Audrey is my girlfriend. Big so night. Big was, night for little Christina. A big night for me. I'm still I'm still aglow with it. And then <laughs> to complete the fantasy, Audrey had to sleep in my bed with me because Sarah Sevilla needed our futon. Yeah. Uh, and Audrey woke up at six in the morning to go lay on the bathroom floor. I've... I... She had three drinks, folks. <laughs> Spiritually, I've been lying on the bathroom floor all day. And I asked you before we started recording, were you drunk at the Roxy? No, and the answer no, is no. No, the answer is no. I honestly, it's because I have like a bunch of food allergy stuff going on and like my body is just slowly breaking down. And if you listen to Puck Bunnies at all, you know that there's just like, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm just uh, constantly going through a health crisis. Audrey is like incompatible with life. <laughs> yeah. I'm allergic to being alive. Um, <laughs> So it's she, good, though. I feel like on the final day of the trip, your dynamic has reversed. Right. And the mother has become the child, and the child has become the mother. I know. Like, we were, we were like, having coffee with Justin a little bit earlier today, and, like, Audrey just, like, puts her head down on the table, and I'm just, like, <laughs> and you were in the bathroom. Justin was in the bathroom, and I was just, like, I was rubbing. Actually, <laughs> I was actually ordering a lemonade. She I was, was just stroking my back. <laughs> yeah. That's all I need today. So, anyway, pray for me. I'm getting on a plane in, like, six hours. I... Well, it'll be fine. But the Roxy flu is real. The Roxy flu is for sure real, yeah. and I no, have it's it. not. I feel fine. I have it. 
but you can understand why. So you come out of this experience being like, yeah, it makes sense that NHL teams absolutely must go there when they're on the road. Yeah, because I'd 100% do it again. I would do the exact same thing so, next Sunday so you night. Would, you would, every single time you come to Vancouver going forward, you would incorporate a trip to the Roxy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then what I would do, I would do the same thing I did last night, which was yell, where's Keith? Where's Keith Kachuk? Every single time. Oh, well, uh, Brady Kachuk was there this weekend. So we were just looking for literally any member of the Kachuk family. Where's Brady? Yeah. <laughs> where's, where's where's Chantal? Probably yeah. was in that bar just on Friday. Or if you'd braved the line on Saturday, he might have No, been. I was not going to do that. Brady. Brady. No, he no, was there. No, Sarah saw him there that night. Sarah, she, he gave her a Quinn, beer. Quinn Hughes was there. So, and he and Brady are good buds. So, yeah. Bra- yeah. Brady gave Sarah a beer because he's allergic to beer. <laughs> you and Brady can bond over that. Oh my God. He's cute. not allergic to beer. He was making fun of Sarah because she wasn't drinking beer. Oh. And he asked her, What, are you allergic to beer? That is such a, oh my God, that's such a Brady thing to say. I love him so much. Anyway, classic. Sorry, tangent. Classic Brady Kachuk. I love him. I would die for every member of the Kachuk family. They're all awful. So, your ultimate review is thumbs up to the Roxy, thumbs down to Irish teenagers in that, Vancouver. Yeah, big, big, we're only racist against Irish teenagers now. <laughs> it's not racist to be, to the hate white boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's two big thumbs up for the Roxy. If you're if you're ever in, Van- in Vancouver, uh, go on Sunday night. Well, how about the uh, just the draft experience in general? Because I know you came for the draft nominally. Yes, I mean we were not going to go sit in Rogers Arena and watch the draft yeah, at no. any point. No point was that our plan. We watched it in a little bar in Gastown. Yeah, we watched together. it in an Oilers bar, which was, was yeah, it was wonderful. We had a joint meetup, us and the boys from Roxy Fever and Justin and all of our f- wonderful friends. Um, and that's exactly the way I would have wanted to experience it. I was just looking at all the very stressed out, um, agents and people who work for teams like on the floor. And I was like, really glad that I'm not experiencing that energy right now. I know. Yeah, no, I, I also, it's just like a fundamentally weird event to me to sell tickets to and yeah. go to because I'm like, this is a child auction. What's well, also a fundamentally weird event to plan a vacation around in my for mind. Sure. Like, it is really the fact that you came here for this makes me feel so much better about my pro wrestling tourism because you and I met last year. We did. Because I went to Chicago for All In and I'm going to Toronto for uh, SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver this August. And I feel very weird about the fact that I plan all of my vacations now around professional wrestling, but at least. I am going to events. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's just a normal thing for you and your best friend to plan within the span of 48 hours a spontaneous trip to Raleigh, North Carolina to see the first playoff game in Raleigh but see, in that's 10 an years. Event. That's an event. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, well, but I mean, like, nobody goes to Raleigh, North Carolina, like, on vacation if you're just, like, hanging out. And you also don't turn that around in 48 hours. It was very fast. It was so dumb. Because, because like we said in our podcast before, like, we can't. Once we start going on something, we can't stop. Like, once the bit begins, it snowballs. It's like, yeah, it, like, it has to happen. So, like, we started, whenever we had you on our podcast, like, way back when, you were like, September what September or October of last year. Right, yeah, right. you were like, what if you came to Vancouver for the draft? And so that's just... And then, then, we, and then we both were like, but what if we did come to Vancouver <laughs> for the draft? And so it's just Smash like, cut to us sitting on your couch right now. Yeah. <laughs> I showed you the view out of my window that uh, after we were done recording via, like, Google Hangout yes, or whatever yes. Used. And we and were like, that's where Petey lives. And, and now you're looking at it right, right now. I know. Petey's castle. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, but like, it just, it ended up being more like a girl's trip because we got, we roped in uh, our friend Namita and in stats, not most number stats. 
uh, to come with us. And, and like, I mean, like, Vancouver's, in, first of all, Vancouver's a normal place to go on, like, a vacation. Absolutely. Yeah, it it's, it's not Don't that weird it's not that weird. we're here. It's not weird. I know that. <laughs> but, but it's not like you, you know, you, you were ta- we were talking earlier that you're planning on going to Montreal next year because they are hosting the draft. Why not? We have friends in Montreal, too. We have friends in multiple. We have hosts in different area codes. <laughs> yes, that's correct. But you are... Like making the draft an annual traveling event. I think that would be fun. I think it'd be like the Hangover, but like only if, if we'll you only go if it's in if it's in good cities. If it's in a cool city, right? Yeah. So if the draft was in Columbus, which it was a couple of years ago, you wouldn't do that. I would go because Columbus is like eight hours away from me, and I would hang out with all my new friends that I made this weekend, like Keith Kachuk. <laughs> That's nice. I would not go. You can go by yourself. <laughs> I don't need you. Would you do that? Would you go on a hockey trip alone? Sure. Why not? I. If I had, like, other people I could meet up there. Also, also, okay, also, I have family that lives in Columbus, so this is not a good hypothetical. You need to pick another city. Okay. Uh, what's another, like, forgettable NHL market? If it was in Sunrise, Florida. I'm sure, well, that's, like, a, that's a... Yeah, I'd also go to that. That'd be better than Vancouver, yeah, for probably. sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Edmonton. We would not go to Edmonton. I would Edmonton. not go to Edmonton. Only real perverts go to Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a big time pervert to go to like like Edmonton or Calgary or whatever. Ah, uh, what's like a fuck? I mean, Arizona would be a trip home for Audrey. Yeah, so that's off the that's table right. as well. If anybody says shit about Phoenix, Arizona, I will come to you and I will find you. Well, and I, will find I hear you. they might move. Yeah, that was the. Honestly, Edmonton and Calgary might be the only places I might not go. I would go to Calgary. Calgary's probably really It was nice in Dallas last year. Would you? I mean, that's... Yeah. I would, Texas, no, so Dallas would is Dallas. great. I can't pick... It seems like every St. Louis. Place. St. Louis. I wouldn't go to St. Louis. No, I would because St. Louis isn't that far. Fuck. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Am I going to just plan my life around the draft every year? Is this what my life has become? Well, Carolina would be a one that I would pick as like... that. No one would want to go no, there. I you just said no one wants to yeah, go there. Yeah, we've already but been there, done that. <laughs> We've already been, and it there. was wonderful. It was I would go back a hundred times. <laughs> now, I'll, like Audrey gets like I, I have eye blocker because I'm normal, but Audrey doesn't. I guess. Okay, I got one. I got one. Buffalo. No, I'd go to Buffalo. I would go to Buffalo so we could see Jack Eichel. Yeah, Buffalo is only nice in the summer. Also, and I have fa- I have family in upstate New York. I don't, we're just you're screwed, man. We're awful. You're gonna go to all the drafts. We're gonna forever. go to all the drafts. We're, this is this is this is what we've done to ourselves. But you have reason to want to come back to the draft because we have established over the course of this weekend that you are Stop me- it. media Stop. darlings. Oh my god. <laughs> Every, like you are the stars we are the of the gods. show. We are the gods of hockey. We, we, are, we were walking outside earlier. Oh Jesus! We were, we were walking to the cafe where I had breakfast, uh, and you know we we're going to get coffee so that you would feel more like a human being. And a Fudora delivery bike man with a food <laughs> backpack on his back uh-huh. uh, saw us walking, and he screamed, "What did he yell?" Fuck yeah, puck bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> he did yell that. <laughs> fuck yeah, puck bunnies. <laughs> Which he cruised by on his bike and I almost threw myself off the freeway that we were walking on. I was like, please. I think I was like literally vaping at the time. And I was like, you don't need to see me like this. Like, I don't want to be recognized when I'm like. You're a public figure now. You need to take I, that into account when you go out in public. Okay, well. And he clearly recognized me as well. Yeah, that's the only but reason he, he recognized. But he us. only said "fuck yeah, puck bunny." Yeah. What is he supposed to say? Fuck no, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> no, that just means that your celebrity is on another level from mine. Oh yeah, God. I saw the stunned look of recognition as he looked at me, but he only yelled at you. That's because you're a man and he doesn't want to street harass you. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is sexism in action. Yeah, absolutely. 
but that is not the only person who has done that this weekend. I feel like you have had multiple people from like media people. Do you want to talk about up. that or no? Um, no, we just met a lot of like very nice people this weekend, which was good. We met some people from ESPN, which was a big deal for us because we're extremely American. Yeah, we got to. I got to shake Emily Kaplan's hand. And we I, both met Emily Kaplan, and she said I had a nice tattoo, and I almost passed out. Yeah, yeah, I I about busted whenever, yeah. <laughs> whenever she's laughed at her podcast name. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was a great time. We got to we got to meet Scott Burnside, our new dad, who uh, terrorized Audrey for over an hour mm-hmm. at the bar, telling him telling Audrey about how. Uh, the Coyotes are going to move to Houston. That was yeah. a really fun moment for me. Yeah, that's, that's probably great. my top does moment. Does he want that out there? Yeah, he <laughs> absolutely does. That? Yeah. yeah, he's like <laughs> Houston deserves the Coyotes so much more than Phoenix does, and I can't argue with that. It's true, but yeah. also that would be so offensive to me personally. <laughs> it is like the greatest scam in history that like the Glendale City Council has just it's, decided that like taxpayers should f- float the Coyotes in perpetuity. It's like Ottawa level mismanagement that nobody talks about. Like these two teams have this in common where they've tried to manufacture this community out of nothing, like this this neighborhood out of nowhere and to like for the purpose of building a new arena and it's just been such a miserable failure in Glendale. Like it's going to be the same for the Sens. That's, that's the other place I wouldn't go for the draft. Ottawa? Ottawa? I've already been there. Oh, yeah. The capital of Canada. I don't know if you knew that, Justin. I was I not didn't. aware. I thought it was Toronto. <laughs> I also thought really? it was Toronto. Like, no, of course I knew oh. that. I'm just saying what Americans always say. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, up until this year, I really thought the province of Ontario was, like, a city. Ontario, Canada was a place. Like a, yeah. like a place that you could the go. The city like, of Ontario. Yeah, like, it sounds like, it sounds like a, yeah. But like over this year, I've just learned an unbelievable. <laughs> so you thought that the three big cities in Ontario were Toronto, Ottawa, and Ontario. I did. I also did not know that like listen, Ottawa. Listen, it's fine to not know things about Canada. Yeah, like okay? do you know, you know Texan cities? Probably not. Yeah, I do actually. Well, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> But, like, over this year, I've learned an unbelievable amount of Canadian geography. I can tell you vaguely where several cities in Canada are. (laughs) Yeah, the middle or either end is pretty much what we've got down. Yeah, one of my favorite things that has happened this year, which I don't think we – like, we were on – uh, Skype or whatever as this happened but I don't think we were recording the show is I got you to look up where Chetwind was oh my god where that's I used to up. live yeah <laughs> just your live reaction that's also fake. you discovered where Edmonton was for the first time as yes! well while you were searching for Chetwind it's fucked up that there's a hockey team there like it's messed up it's true. It's fucked up that anyone lives up there. But they should move the Oilers to Houston. They would not have to change the name. They could keep the colors. Connor would be happy. Connor would be able to go out in the sunshine and feel like the warm Texan air on his face. And um, it'd be wonderful. Yeah. Keep the Coyotes in Arizona. Keep the Coyotes in Arizona is what I'm saying. Yes. I was going to say, though, in like 25 years, due to our impending climate nightmare, <laughs> yeah, like northern Alberta will be the best place to live. Maybe that's, that's why he signed that contract. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Connor's brain. got his eyes to the future. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking uh, contracts a little bit earlier while we were out for coffee, mm-hmm. and that feels like a perfect segue to talk about this right now, is that like, I mean, Vancouver right now, is in like a frenzied state of just fear and panic 
about what is going to happen on July 1st. The entire city is seized with panic. Yeah, we the, like you can feel the anxiety floating the in the air. The cloud of free agency. Due to Slender Man. Just, just over the very name, the very mention of Tyler Myers. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. He... He, he was wined and dined at, at uh, one of Francesco Aquilini's. He Italian was not at the Roxy last night. I'll tell you that. Much. I, I <laughs> we think, would have seen him. Yeah. I think it, the name of the place is literally Italian Kitchen. So good job, Francesco. You really branched Boston, out. With Boston Market. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boston Pizza. We need to get to Boston Pizza. No, while we're not here. doing that. Uh, we could go to Boston Pizza before we leave. <laughs> before I take you to the airport. Audrey will literally pass away. She is. I wish that was on video. The gag face as she literally flipped over into the couch at the mention of Boston Pizza. But no, we were... Um, we were I'm sorry, I have to take a photo of Audrey podcasting right now. We were talking about Tyler Myers and, and eight-year contracts because all the talk is that Myers is going to get signed for eight years and it'll be like $7 million per... And, Absurd. And every single time there's a labor stoppage in the NHL, it all gets pinned on the players being greedy and like having to stop the players from taking too much and being so greedy as this is how it always gets painted. But really what every labor stoppage is actually about is owners trying to save themselves from their own general managers. Right, exactly. Because there's no one on earth who believes that Tyler Myers deserves whatever insane contract he's about to get. You know what? Maybe the Vancouver Canucks just want to get taller. <laughs> That's their whole strategy for this year. They're like, we found a six foot eight man and we want him. He looks terrifying. Yeah, he does not look like a human being. He looks like a snake. I don't know how someone that tall like gets around on a day-to-day basis. My real issue with the Tyler Myers thing is that I don't know why anybody in the year 2019 is still offering or negotiating eight-year contracts, especially because he's, what, 28 years old? Yeah, yeah. that's hockey, baby. I mean, like, William Carlson ju- just signed a... Eric Carlson, Jesus Christ. Eric Carlson just signed an eight-year deal. For $11.5 million or something Which is also like stupid. That. And, and William Carlson, Carlson also signed an eight-year deal, so you were right no matter which way you went like, on that please, one. Like, please, what is the deal there? I, I just don't know... I, I don't understand the logic behind that line of thinking. Here's where it makes sense to me, is that if you are a restricted free agent, mm-hmm. if you are a 23-year-old player, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. coming off your entry-level contract, and a team wants to sign you to an eight-year deal, they should be able yes, to do yes. that. That is a natural window where you will probably be worth every dollar of that deal the whole way along. A 28-year-old player... Signing an eight-year deal when, like, look, we, we, we know that, like, they're not taking steroids or whatever anymore. Like, players just fall apart. Yeah, they're just doing coke. It's fine. At, like, like 32, 33. Right. So you got at least four years of dead money attached to every long-term deal you sign. And it sucks, and I hate it. stupid, (laughs) basically. And, like, I know that the Canucks are going to do something in free agency to try and fix their defense this week. And no matter what they do, it's going to be horrible because there will be, like, four extra years attached to every contract. Maybe because he's so tall, he'll last longer. 
He's got more. No. Life. He's got more life force. Do in you him. you like pay attention to basketball? Sort of, right? I I yes, I'm making a joke. You like basketball? I oh, okay. I, I yeah. love all sports. Yeah. I, I I keep acquiring sports so that I never have to think about my thoughts. <laughs> You're gonna get really into golf this year, I think. Oh, that'd be really fun. Real golf PGA podcast. head. Yeah, I think my next step is a PGA podcast. That'd be super good. Yeah. Tee off. Thought. I'm teed off. Like I'm, I'm teed pissed, off. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed <laughs> off. Anyway, sorry. I had like five minutes to think of a bit there. And I, I just lost it. You know, I, maybe I had my own Roxy flu of the brain. It's terminal. Anyway. No, it's that you, you, you nailed it. You said you've been on sicko mode all weekend. And I can confirm because I was also... We were yeah, all Justin, on Friday None of Saturday. us are free of sin here. <laughs> no, okay? I was going hard. I had been on, fr- by the end of the night on Friday, after the draft, I had been awake for like 22 hours straight. And I had to leave the bar because I was drunk and screaming at someone about Justin the Boston was, Bruins. Justin should Would have you like been arrested share? for being drunk and disorderly. <laughs> Would you like to share why, what you were screaming? Okay, well, I was talking about exactly what I talked about on the podcast with J.D. Burke last week, which is that there were bad lessons to be learned on either side of the Stanley Cup final this year. Because if you were... If the Blues were going to win and we had to ta- find takeaway lessons from that team as champion, because this is how the NHL works, is that it's always whatever the cup-winning team did is what works, and we all have to do that. Then the takeaway from the Blues is, if you're a bad team, it's fine. Just if you suck, just grin and bear it. Just keep being Get bad, and you'll win the cup. And you'll win the cup. Yeah. No, they won the cup because they got a dog. <laughs> yeah. Please, please look at stats. But and, the, and but numbers don't lie. <laughs> but the Bruins lesson is worse, and I'm yeah. glad that they didn't win, not just because I hate Boston, but also because, like, the, the awful lesson of them is, like, what were we just talking about being afraid of? Signing Tyler Myers, making a big blundering mistake that will very much damage your team. Mm-hmm. The lesson of the Bruins is, like, there are no errors in team building you can fuck up a million no. things and as long as you did five things right just shuffle people around forever and see what happens yeah and so some guy who was at the thing was like well how can you say they made bad trades if it, if they went to game seven of the stanley cup final hmm. because they would have won the stanley cup final if they still had tyler sagan and dougie hamilton right and so justin picked up this man and threw him through a window <laughs> he killed him yeah. <laughs> justin's on the run right now I, I literally screamed in his face yeah. and then caught myself being too mad and was like i have to leave i can't be here i'm not anymore. owned i'm not owned here's the thing justin is if you want to avoid being too mad i suggest becoming depressed and not caring about anything <laughs> uh, i've never been mad ever mm-hmm in my life because I don't have the capacity to anymore because I'm too mad at myself. But the solution (laughs) to the Tyler Myers problem is to do exactly what the NBA does and just have five-year contracts. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the perfect amount of time. I just... It's a remnant of the... Imagine doing anything for eight full years. I can't even imagine being alive in eight years. I can't think past next week. Tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know how I'm going to get to... My flight is overnight, and I'm supposed to, like, go straight from the airport to work. I'm going to uh, dome myself, probably, over lunch. Uh, Anyway, yeah. I mean, it's just... To me, like... I mean, I haven't been a fan of the NHL that long. But to me, it's just part of, like, the NHL being extremely old school and extremely just, like, team-friendly. And But even – but these eight-year contracts aren't that team-friendly. So, like, I just I, – I, I just don't get it. Well, the fact that they introduced an eight-year cap was supposed to be, like, a big sign of improvement in the first place because – 
Roberto Luongo is maybe by the time this already drops, he'll have done it already, but is leaning towards retiring and going on long-term IR mm. permanently. Uh, Ovechkin's on a 13-year deal. Yeah. He'll he, play. He'll... Luongo was on a 12-year. Uh, you know, obviously the craziest one was uh, Rick DiPietro, 15 years with the Islanders, which mm-hmm. is genuinely insane. But, uh, you know, the eight years was supposed to be like well that's fine but it's not if you if you're signing guys like in who are 28 and 29 years old exactly and it's not fine because like the way that the league is shifting is is they're realizing that players are hitting their peak at like 20 Younger. 23 yeah. 24 mm-hmm. 25 there's no 34 year old or 35 year old player in the entire nhl who is worth well, maybe there are a couple. There might be a, like a rare exception in that, like Zdeno like, Chara is still like playing Joe hockey. Joe Thornton, hello, 42. yeah. But no, like yeah. even Thornton. Thornton right. is not making eight million dollars right no, now. No, no. And the Sharks would not pay him that. Yeah. No. They better. I mean, I would like to see that because it'd be really funny. <laughs> I like to see the Sharks suffer, but yeah, no, it's just it's just insane and like it's upsetting and like I feel like it makes the sport worse because it keeps people. Like, I, I like the chaos. I like for people, like, I, that's what I like about the NBA is people are always going on different teams and, like, yeah. it's fun. There's a ton of player movement. We yeah. just saw back-to-back drafts, mm-hmm. NBA on Thursday, NHL on Friday. And the NHL draft, as far as NHL drafts go, was crazy in that, like, there were a ton of picks that went against consensus order. A ton of teams, like, took big risks on the guy that they wanted, mm-hmm. like, we were watching it at the bar, and teams would come up and make their pick, and everyone would be like, oh, holy shit, because they like picked somebody that was supposed to go look 12 picks later or yeah. whatever. Great. That's a crazy draft for the NHL. Mm-hmm. A crazy draft for the NBA is like... Somebody dies. <laughs> a crazy draft for the NBA would be nothing happening, because like it's normal for half the league to have been traded by the end of the draft well also like the nba draft is like it's much more meaningful than the nhl draft is in like a million different ways like this i find i just i find the whole developmental like scheme for and, and i could talk about this for hours but like the whole developmental scheme for like the nhl to be deeply flawed and fucked up and the NA, the draft doesn't mean anything because like 99 percent of those children will never play a minute in the in in the like the big leagues and so it's yeah i don't know i think they should just do things differently yeah it's it's successful (laughs) it's a successful draft if you take like eight players for two of them to be (laughs) nhl exactly yes and i mean in the nba draft there's only two rounds in the first place so you already know that the two guys you take are going to be players right because we don't even bother we were talking about how lame the like draft parties must be for like the last rounds (laughs) of the nhl draft like it's not an open bar there's just, there's just pretzels. Yeah, there's just a bowl of pretzels. It's like you and your parents standing around. It's at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon after the draft is over. <laughs> well, the draft used to be nine rounds before they lowered it to seven. And I don't even know remember when they was, did that. Who's Sometime taken like in the ninth round? Seven or 2008. Yannick Hansen was taken in the – in I think he was a ninth round pick. Oh, my goodness And gracious. he was literally chosen – I'm pretty sure, like, the apocryphal legend of the Canucks drafting Yannick Hansen was that he was at the draft and he was in the stands looking sad. And they were like, what about that guy? Oh, <laughs> that's <Well>. so Canucks. <laughs> it was like, yeah, and then he wound up being one of the best players they took in that draft. Because the NHL is stupid. The draft is stupid. <laughs> Nothing matters. We're all sinking into the sea. But it's it feels weird to to make the argument that like 
there isn't enough player movement in the NHL during the weekend when we are seeing significant player movement. Yeah, it's giving me a lot of anxiety. P.K. Subban is a New Jersey devil now. There have been two trades since we've been vegging out on the couch this afternoon. Neither of them are particularly impactful, but... Calvin DeHaan now plays for the Blackhawks, and Ryan Hartman got traded to Dallas. the Dallas Stars. So, you know, they're, they're, but like none of those moves, even the Canucks trading their first rounder for JT Miller, which we'll talk about more in a second, like none of those register in the way that draft player movement in the NBA registers. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much of that ties into what you're talking about as, as far as like contracts are just too long Mm -hmm. there's too much assumed risk on the part of any team making a trade for someone to take on those bad back-end years in year six seven eight of any long-term deal right for sure so are are we gonna see another lockout in like a year and a half i would (laughs) like to see it (laughs) well the cap the cap like came out and the issue is just gonna be you know if you're a ufa you have to sign no longer than five like that's yeah like I mean, if you and I can figure that out right now. Yeah. All right. Done. Bam, bam. <laughs> gavel, gavel. Yeah. You guys solved it, which means it's going to take the league at least another eight to 12 years to figure it out for themselves. At least, though, like we're somewhat in modern times as far as the way the NHL works. I, I last week had the MLB draft explained to me. Oh, that's fucked up. It's the craziest shit I've ever heard. It is like... 75 to 100 years outdated. They are only able to draft from three countries. And, like, all of the different, like, you know, players from the Dominican or whatever, those are all you sign them when they're, like, 16 years old Mm -hmm. and they do not get drafted. It's really interesting, actually. It's, like, incredibly fucked up. And, like, like the MLB sort of has a similar development scheme to, like, you know, the NHL, where, Mm -hmm. like, there's the minor leagues is, like, where – if you get drafted, like, then you go play for, like, the minors and, like, they come up like that. And but the, it's also similarly stupid. And the top so. players are too rich to want to do anything to change the way the system works. Right, right, yeah. right. So yeah. The just, disparity is so... Yeah. Labor labor practices of pro sports are... Even in the good ones, it's still bad. It's still pretty bad. I know. My dream uh, job would be to, like, be the head of the NHL Players Association. And I would just come in and be like, all right, listen up, bootlickers. Here's what we're going to do. Players first, team second, owners, chop their heads off. Well, before I circle back to <laughs> the JT Miller trade, because <laughs> there is something to explore there. Uh, you, we were talking about the two teams in the cup final and just this being your second year as a hockey fan, Christina, your second season watching the NHL playoffs because you jumped on during playoffs last year. Um there was a lot of talk amongst like people who have been watching the NHL for a long time. They're like, oh, what an exciting playoffs this was because you never know what was going to happen. It's like the classic just make it in and anything can happen year um, that was supposed to be you know, exciting because non-traditional teams succeeded. For someone who this was your second year watching... Was this an exciting playoffs for you, or did it lose you after the first round? No, I fucking loved it. Are you kidding me? Oh, really? I yeah. hated it. Well, it was. Yeah, cha- we know you hated it. We know you hated it. No, it was chaos from every like, Canadian we knew hated hated these playoffs more than anything. And it's not. And we had a great time. I'm not even saying that because Canadian teams got bounced. It's just like it. Every There's time the I the Boston tried, element every, also. Every time I tried to reinvest in a new team, that team would immediately get bounced. Yeah, so it's, it's cool. Like, okay, the Avs are in the second round. I'm all in on the Avs. I'm all in on Columbus. 
And it just becomes exhausting to have to pick a new team to be invested in. You know what? That's round. why you don't get invested. You just watch it all dispassionately. Again, get depression. Just be invested. Or you in care chaos. about all of them, which is <laughs> usually my method. I'm like, I just want someone to win, and it'll be nice. I just no want everyone to have a good time. Yeah, I just want. I'm just trying to see them have a good time. No, I, I had a really great time just because I mean all of the wild card uh, they won their they won their like first round knocked and, off the favorites. Yeah, I like that. Right. And then I feel like it lost me in the second round. Yeah, it was it did get a little bumpy in the second round. I just I personally think that the playoffs are too long. For me, it got bumpy in the second round because of the officiating. Yes. And just like that, all that discourse and. But that was a problem throughout the entire. Yeah, it, and, and it, it, I mean, like it didn't really get any better. Um, but just like having to deal. Having to deal with the frustrations of that and, like, all the kind of complications that come with, like, the issues arising from, was that a hand pass or did it actually, like, should that have been a goal? Like, that kind of stuff to me is infuriating. It takes, it takes me, it takes you out of the game. And they introduced rule changes the night before the draft here on Thursday basically introducing challengeable video review things. Like, to, to me, the solution is just say... When we obviously get it wrong, there is room to review and overturn. Like, it should just just say that the rule is, we'll get it right. Be- because, like, I was so invested in the NBA playoffs this year as a Raptors fan. Well, obviously, plenty of reason to enjoy everything that happened. But the worst thing that happened during this whole run was, was literally... Was ended. Yeah, exactly. Because there was no like big celebratory moment even as even as someone who was cheering for the Raptors and wanted them to win if the game had ended on that scramble for a loose ball that went out to half court when Draymond called a timeout that they didn't have mm-hmm. if that is the way the game ended I would have exploded off my couch I would have been yelling and screaming I would have been hugging my buddies it would have been amazing there would have been so much emotion in that <laughs> but instead that timeout didn't exist so they like Still gave the ball back to the Raptors, but had like 1.3 seconds left on the clock. And then there was a long pass down to Kawhi. Kawhi stiff-armed a guy on his way to the net. They called a foul with like 0.3 seconds left. And I thought the foul might be on Leonard because he was stiff-arming the guy. And it wasn't clear who the foul was on. And the refs took like half an hour to look at video. That's basketball though, baby. But like... That is, I, that's my fear for the way they are introducing these rule changes. Because video review, as much as it's necessary to correct all of these prop, like things would have been different in this playoffs. The Golden Knights probably would have beaten the Sharks in the first round if they had these rule changes in place. That hand pass would have been reviewable, so the Sharks might have beaten the like. Mm-hmm. There are multiple results within this entire playoff run that could have been altered by properly reviewing things at the same time the nba final the closing seconds of the raptors championship victory gave you all the evidence you need as to why this is bad right i'm gonna give you the lawyer answer though and say like there's there's a there's a place in the middle it's not like you either have no calls or like you you have like the nhl system or you have the nba system like Mm -hmm. there's like there's something in the middle i think more video review is fine but i do think all video reviews should be limited to exactly two minutes. There should be a countdown clock and they should play the Jeopardy theme song the entire time. Thank you. Gary Bettman, 
At me, babe. At yeah. me, baby. How do I just like make you two the co-commissioners of hockey? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it would be so much better. No <laughs> one would watch so much it. We've already solved the contract. Nobody issues. would ever boo me. Like, <laughs> no, it would be, it would be saying booer. <laughs> <laughs> you would be. Yeah, like Batman is such a heel at every draft he visits that like oh my God. he needs to be doing like the McMahon strut up to the mic yeah. every time. Yeah. But like we could use a dynamic change. I want baby face commissioners. Yeah, and I have a fucking baby face, so <laughs> here I am. Draft Audrey. Sealed delivered, I'm yours. Um, but I was uh I was deeply unpopular, not just because I was screaming at Bruins fans at the bar this weekend, um, also because I had a take that none of our Canucks friends wanted to hear. Which is that trading a first round pick for JT Miller is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, and I agree. No, I agree with you. Yeah, and I'm glad I'm talking about this with you right now because I know you're like the only person. I gotta be I know honest. I still don't even know who JT Miller is. He's like, fine. He's yeah, good. Like, who is he? I keep calling him TJ Miller by accident and realizing that that is very wrong. He's canceled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, TJ Miller canceled. JT Miller not canceled. Okay. He was a first round pick of the Rangers several years ago and was doing very well in New York. Uh, the Lightning paid a steep price before the playoffs last year to bring in Miller and Ryan McDonough at the same oh, time. Oh, he was the pieces. other half of the Ryan McDonough. Okay, yeah, yes. right. he's good, and he's very good. Yeah, but sure. he was like playing down the lineup in Tampa because they yes, are a depth because they're team. so deep. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and he's he's he can play all three forward positions. Wow. Uh, he's signed for four seasons at an agreeable term and rate, and he is a top six scoring forward, which this team does not have enough of. All right, well, you've convinced me. You don't need to but, argue. But, but the problem <laughs> is they gave up a first-round yeah. pick that is lottery-protected for next season when I'm not convinced the Canucks will be a playoff team next year, and I know that next year's draft is extremely deep, and I want them to be picking in it. So lottery-protect that, but, like, this pessimism that, like, the Canucks are never going to be good, this t- this core is never going to improve, they're not going to make... Like, this is a team that is good and young and has good young players. Yeah. How do teams, like, develop year over year when they're like that? Those players get better and the team gets better. Mm-hmm. Yet, I- the idea that the Canucks are going to be worse two years from now than they are right now... It's that's, insane. That's just, you want to be pessimistic. Well, that's, right. That's a, that's I, a, and I can totally understand that. I mean, that's how, I mean, I'm from D.C., so that's how Wizards fans are. They're like, this is never going to improve. This is only going to get worse. Why do we even, like, they should relegate the team and give it to literally any other city on Earth. But I, I just think that's like that's like a fan base thing mm-hmm. um, where you want to you wanna be pleasantly surprised in the future, so you set yourself up for failure. Um but I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it's that bad of a trade. I do think that it's just unfortunate timing with like, oh, how deep the draft is supposed to be next year. But I mm-hmm. also think that if you're already talking about like 2020 and 2021 and how supposedly good or bad they're supposed to be, you don't actually really know what you're talking about yet. Like there's no use getting worked up about it at this point. Absolutely. With like the randomness of the draft and like how like the, the busts and booms of like who gets drafted. It's like, I, I would rather take a sure thing than maybe miss out on like a 20% chance that like your draft, like the, that pick is like a, an amazing player yeah, in like five years. But like the talk for next year's draft is that it's like 2003 
where if you go back and you look at the 2003 draft, like 1 through 30, there's like Hugh Jessamine who got picked by the Rangers, but literally every other player is like a franchise-altering, insanely good player. How the fuck are you supposed to know that now, though? Right. Like, I just, I don't, I don't buy that. And like, I know that there are people who make a living, like, you know, reviewing these prospects, and like, I, I respect that, but I also don't think that like, that's something that you can, you that's worth getting upset about. And if the Canucks are not good enough to make the playoffs next year, they still get to pick in that draft. Right. Yeah. Like the thing for me is like Bo Horvat is really, really good mm-hmm. and he keeps getting better year over year. That's going to stop at some point mm-hmm. as he peaks. Mm-hmm. And do you want to waste the entire prime of Bo Horvat's career? Because the guy who needs help is not Pedersen. Like Pedersen is the leader of this team. Yes, but he's going to be good for a very long time here right the guy who's on the clock is Bo Horvat mm-hmm. and like they took Vasily Podkolzin this week I'm thrilled about that but we already know that Podkolzin is not going to be here for two years yeah. because he's signed to continue to play in Russia and that's fine but if you know that like even if he wasn't a Russian pick if he was an NCAA guy or uh, a CG- CHL guy like the typical lifespan of a pick like that is like two years from now they'll be making an impact so say the Canucks are bad and they miss the playoffs next year they get to keep their pick that Mm -hmm. pick that moves switches to 2021 three years added to that anyway if they did exactly if they did have a pick in 2021 it wouldn't pan out until 2023 and then Bo Horvat's career is basically on the decline so there's just so many more factors at play that I don't know I mean I understand being upset about trades like this because it's everybody thinks that they could be making better decisions. And to be fair, like they probably most people could be making better decisions and like Benning and everybody else. But like when, when prospects are involved like this, I just think that there's no use in um, trying to predict the future. Just the idea that the Canucks two years from now are going to be the Ottawa senators of this year. It's like, what are you thinking that, Pedersen's girlfriend is going to like serially harass like right, Mrs. Exactly. Horvat and then they'll demand <laughs> right. a trade. Brock is going like, to die in a water so skiing <laughs> accident. Oh my God. Summer. Don't yeah. even say that. There's so many things that need to happen for this team to be anywhere near as bad for as sure. Ottawa th- was this year. So just assuming that because they don't have a pick, it's going to be first overall like that. There's no way that's going to happen. I know. It, well, I, well, and I think Audrey's completely right. It's much more comfortable. I hear that all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I do that with my personal life, right? Like, I just assume someone's going to dump me before, like, we're even, like, official. Yes. So, like, I, I understand that mindset a lot. But as someone who's watched an on- astonishing amount mm-hmm. of Vancouver Canucks games for someone who lives in Chicago, I don't. I look at this team and I see a lot of potential, and I and I see I see them on the upswing. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have a young core like this and expect them to get worse. Exactly. Like it's just that's not how sports works. Right, that's not how right. hockey works. That's not how aging works. So you know, <laughs> that's just not how time works. People. Yeah. Like it, it's yeah. So like I think everyone in Vancouver needs to take a Xanax and watch Elias Pettersson do his thing and think, wow. Maybe we might make the playoffs next year. Yeah, I just I my big bet, and you wanted in on this action also. We were talking with Jackson from Roxy Fever on Saturday night. He bet me fifty dollars that the Canucks will not make the playoffs in either of the next two years. I th- I think they are a playoff team in twenty twenty one, and I don't think that's crazy to think. 
I took that bet. I know you wanted to as well, but he, he wouldn't said take he it. He wouldn't take it with two people. <laughs> my my big bet though, and I would I would love to bet like actual money on this. Vancouver Canucks, twenty twenty five Stanley Cup champions. She's been saying this for like six months. I've been saying for this for six months, and I believe it. It's it's on your vision board. It's I on su- my vision board. I support you. If anyone would like to take me up on this, um, DM me. I appreciate your optimism. This is like the clear sign that you are a new hockey fan. I know. But I, and I hate to say that to you immediately after I just brought up this whole Miller thing because I knew you would agree with me. Right. I, right. I'm sitting here in Justin's <laughs> Nobody's apartment. Nobody's perfect. I'm sitting here in Justin's apartment wearing my specially designed uh, by Elias <laughs> Pedersen like sweatshirt. Your PD hoodie. Yeah. So I'm fully in. I'm I'm bandwagoning for your bot in. I I can't bandwagon if I'm saying they're gonna win in like five years. That's not a bandwagon. That's like I'm I'm assembling the wagon. Right. I'm 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 like pounding. <laughs> I'm pounding the boards together to yeah, make the wagon. Right. That's right. I'm 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 playing the game Oregon Trail. I'm I'm but no, I'm not on the trail yet. Yeah, I'm I'm still in the store. You're bidding yeah. on oxen right now. <laughs> yeah. You're buying your supplies. Yeah. Come on. I'm trying to get a caravan together. Yeah. How much animal fat do I need to last me through the winter? Uh, yeah. I'm buying some bullets. Jesus. Did you Christ. know that they had Oregon Trail here, but it wasn't called Oregon Trail? Yeah, it's called something else. No, it's called Oregon Trail. No, no. there's another there's another version that is like Canadian Can- specific. Canada Trail. I'm serious. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I read about this. Earlier. I know. I played Oregon Trail when I was growing up. But it's bootleg. Then you were playing the wrong kind. Well, there was a the game that we had uh, that was like on every computer in elementary school it was called uh, Cross Country Canada, and you were a trucker. Making trucking deliveries. Shut the fuck yeah, cross, up. Yeah, Cross Country Canada. That's what you were thinking of? Uh, yes. And the Yukon Trail. The Yukon Trail, the that's what it based is. On, it was based on Oregon Trail. Okay, Yukon Trail uh, sounds vaguely familiar to me, but I for sure played Oregon Trail. Oh, my but God. But yeah, Cross Country Canada was on cross every computer Canada. when I was in elementary school. That was like... Did it teach you geography? Y- yes, because nice. you're going to all the different towns across the country. I need to play that. So I knew yeah, where... Yeah, we like, should actually play that. That would be really fun. You'll <laughs> learn where like Sault Ste. Marie is and like all these other different small towns across the I country. I flew over that on my way here. Yeah, it's in... Uh, Ontario, mm-hmm. Northern Ontario. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yes, you, you. The number one thing, because you like computer class was a class apparently when I was in elementary school. Everyone would go down to the computer lab and play cross country Canada for an hour, and the number one thing to do would be to put your the winter chains on your tire in the summertime, <laughs> so that the cops would pull your truck over and give you a ticket for having chains Very on. Very cool. You're destroying the road. Wow, <laughs> amazing. You were a little, you were a little antagonist early mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And every time there was like a sound effect that I that still is in my brain where you would get pulled over if you had like if you had any sort of problem with your truck <laughs> like you say you were wearing your winter chains during the summertime for example if you had to get pulled over and a tow truck would come if you called for a tow truck it would make a little like okay shoulder bam <laughs> oh my god that's that rocks perfect. that's perfect and that's stuck in my head forever for life okay yeah. so this is not super relevant but did you guys ever play a game called dangerous dave dangerous dave it was another no. one of those games that was on every computer and it was like mario but like he <laughs> he had a gun like <laughs> <laughs> no nope, this was texas specific <laughs> no like he had like a fucking pistol <laughs> And he would shoot things, but it was like Mario, but like he he had a piss like a like a like a Glock. I don't know. Like I just I remember I just think about that sometimes. Like that was 
Ooh. Did I dream that? Like, okay. Uh, so we have a thing up here called a Texas Mickey, which is the size of a booze bottle. Because a Mickey in Canada is like a small, personal-sized booze bottle. Uh-huh. And a Texas Mickey is the biggest bottle you can possibly buy. Oh, my God. But in my head, Texas Mickey sounds like a yeah, Disney like, knockoff. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like a specialized, it's like Mickey Mouse with marks. guns. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cowboy I, hat. Yeah, yeah, I love that we have got Dangerous Dave, who's uh, Texas Mario now. I just too. used to play Texas backyard Mickey baseball. And Texas Mario. Backyard baseball was the big one. For me and my brother. I don't know computer? Mm-hmm. A PC game. Backyard baseball? Yeah. It was great. Was it like gang baseball? It was like the mini... It was the child version of grown-up, like, Major League Baseball players. So would you be like little Randy Johnson? And he'd be a child. Yeah, and it was really cute. It was like Muppet Babies, but Yeah, it was like Muppet Babies. That's exactly what it was. (laughs) You only saw the commissioner's legs. (laughs) Yeah, it, it was, it's a really good game, and the theme song slaps. I highly recommend listening to it. <laughs> this is now a gaming podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was it. the first and last video game I ever played. Yeah. No, well, the, the big one is Ski Free, I'm sure everyone... I have nightmares about Ski Free. Like, yeah, because no, the monster would come in and no eat you No fucking lie, yeah. So you wake up in a cold sweat because the monster eat you? Yeah, no, I have like dreams where I'm skiing, and then like a Yeti comes to get me. It's like anxiety <laughs> dreams. This is real. <laughs> I would like to sue Microsoft. For this, like, is, this is how you fear you will die. Right. Is chased by a Yeti. Chased down once, by a Yeti. Once you get to the... The real solution to this is to never ski. See, no, but I that, love skiing. It doesn't even make sense because you would think if you were going to be eaten by a Yeti on the mountain, it would be at the top of the mountain. That's where the Yeti would live, right? Right. He doesn't want to come down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, he's, he's at lazy. the most dangerous, treacherous he's part that no one journeys to. The most vulnerable to. part. Not at the place where everyone is at the bottom. Right. So the placement of the Yeti in Ski Free. We really need to take this on. Absolutely. As our issue. What a challenge. <laughs> Real Good Show is yeah. issuing a, a, a personal statement <laughs> we, against we, Ski Free. We have solved labor issues. There was another NHL issue that we solved as well. I don't even remember Everything what it is. Everything related to contracts <laughs> we've solved. We've also fixed the Canucks and they're going to win the cup in five years. <laughs> and now we need a Ski Free edition where the Yeti is at the top. And he gives up on you at the bottom. I think this is. I think this is a good podcast. You should be able to hit the chalet at the bottom. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's that's too that's too advanced. Because <laughs> that yeti, he's feasting. Like he gets every skier. I know he comes. He, he comes for everyone eventually. <laughs> How has he not been killed yet? He, the yeti comes for us <laughs> yes. all. There needs to be another game that comes out like today for Xbox One and PS4, where you are a beast hunter right. hired Dangerous by the Dave. mountain Dangerous no. Dave needs yes! to cross yes! over yes! Dangerous yes! Dave crosses over <laughs> into the ski free universe That's as right. a big game hunter like he's chasing down the yeti like Craven the hunter from Spider-Man he's gonna come to glad ski I just free. came alive for the first time today with that idea <laughs> Oh my god. You're welcome. Yeah, Dangerous Dave comes out with his fucking gun. <laughs> Dangerous Dave versus the Yeti from Ski Free. I fucking love it. This is wow. the, I want to play this game literally right now. I want to download it right now. And when I get home from work tonight, Dangerous Dave versus the Ski Free Yeti is on my PS4. Game designers, you heard him. Get let's, on it. Let's get going. Let's do it. Well, um, before, before we wrap up, now that I've brought Audrey back to life, Woo! 
We were going to do astrology. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. This is going to take forever. No, this is actually going to be great. Um, Is this going to take too long? We only have like 20 minutes. Oh, Oh, no. It's going to take like five. Okay. Uh, If you are acquainted with mine and Christina's professional work at all, (laughs) our professional body of work, the Puck Bunnies podcast, um, you know that uh, astrology is extremely fake. It doesn't matter. It's not a real science, but also it is real and it means everything. Exactly. So Justin has been asking us um, for a couple weeks. And by asking, I mean really resisting us doing this to him on the air. Um, We're going to do his astrology chart, his zodiac chart really quick. Just his sun sign, his moon sign and his rising sign. Because I don't know what that means. And tell him what his personality is. Okay. So you said, so uh, just a little inside baseball. Mm -hmm. Before we started doing this, uh, we had to ask Justin's mother to find his birth certificate in his home. Justin's mom went and found his birth certificate for us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Justin's mom. Thank you, Miss Morris. So you were born at 8.15 in the morning, right? 8.05. 8.05. All right. A.M. All right. So July 17th. All right. We got a cancer in the house. Wow. Three water signs. This is so much. Do you need anything else from me? I would like your birth date. July 17th, 1987. Going back in time. At 8.05 a.m. Okay. And we also need your place of birth. Uh, North Vancouver. Lionsgate Hospital. Is North Vancouver a city? Yes. Okay. You, you might have to go just Vancouver. I'm not sure. No, that matters. Okay. It matters. <laughs> this is a precise science, sir. She's t- typing it have in. Have some respect. All right, here the we go. The machine is going to tell me what my personality is. <laughs> oh, hold on. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't take North Vancouver uh, no, as it's, a place? No, it did. I just, this is like a full fucking, yes, done. Here we go. All right. Needle chart report. Woo. Sun. Cancer. Moon. He's an Aries moon. Ooh. That explains a lot. This explains why he was yelling at the bar. Yeah. Oh, Justin. This explains why you um, get along so well with Jackson, actually. It does it. It does. It does. And your ascendant? Baby, it's Leo. Oh, my God. This makes so much sense. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I have no idea what any of this means. All right. So just a little rundown for you and your listeners. Your sun sign is like, is that's, that's the sign that you know. That's like, yeah. the, that's what's decided by your birthday. And that's like who you are, like on the inside. Like it's like your values. Your, like your values. Core, your core values. Your rising sign, your ascendant sign, is how you portray yourself to the world. Like okay. How, how, people, how other how, people see you. Yeah. Yes. And your moon sign is how you feel inside. Yeah. So, um, this is a lot. Of, this is this is a lot. So you're actually extremely like balanced. Yes, you've got a a water sign in there, a fire sign, and uh, no, both fire signs. Oh yeah, the Aries. Is fire yeah. Sign, so right. that like that explains why like so you know you're like a softy, right? Yeah. But you're also yell. Because get, you have mad. opinions and they're animated. all correct all and the time. You love to be. I'm glad you can recognize that. I'm I'm just saying that's how you feel about your opinions. <laughs> and like that's why that's why you like have a podcast because you're like a Leo rising. Yes, I'm also a Leo rising. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read you. What this means. Well, so what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna Google your sun and your moon, and yeah. then we're gonna I'm gonna read you your personality, and that is gonna be like a little bit too probably too close to home. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, both of ours and, are and really because mean to I'm us. a cancer. I'm gonna cry before uh, the yeah, episode can- is over. Cancer, sun, 
Aries moon. This is really exciting for me. I'm really glad you're letting us do this. <laughs> we'll go to TauEproducts.com. This is the content everyone has been clamoring this for. This is so good. Where is Tau? It's universal. Tau. This is normal. Here we go. Okay. Sun. Tell oh, me no, about no, myself. Tell me about myself. Sun and Cancer, Moon and Aries. Self-righteous. Oh. That, that, is, that is your. Get bah, 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 bah. Okay. My horoscope's being mean to me. Right? <laughs> oh, no. This, this one. Okay. So this is. this. Uh, this is the, This is the truest fact about uh, astrology is that it's not about nice things. It's about the sun and planets dragging you. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> I'm going to read to you your story. Sure. You can feel misunderstood and let down because they do not place you on a pedestal. <clears throat> you run into problems because you sometimes do not accept yourself. You cannot be in the spotlight all the time. There is no need to live life as though you can save the world and run from place to place trying to meet all kinds of impossible goals. Ah. God damn. This can only result in ill health. Be happy and grateful for who you actually are and do not worry about being superhuman. Self-acceptance is the key. There's a competition here between an aggressive and assertive Aries and a careful and sensitive Cancer. Uh, Can I read half of that? Yeah, so start at the fact is, though. This is so good. This is on. I feel the very fact is, seen though, already. It, might, it is quite difficult to live up to being a person who is all things to all people. The scenario might be that you believe yourself to be a leader, but the insecure and careful cancer side stops you from enacting those fantasies and delusions of grandeur. Depression and moodiness can result if you do not keep up with the challenges of your dreams. That is big time true. Oh, this is so good. You're a very talented person. Thank you. And the cancer Aries combination is quite self-motivated. That's also true. Careers that might suit you are in politics, engineering, or other things that involve projects emphasizing improvement. Academia is also a possibility because of your strong intellectual abilities. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Discard- I didn't do any of those things. <laughs> Discarding your idealistic image can open up several creative areas because of your abilities and talents. You might have an inclination to think you're superior to others, even though you are also generous and polite. This can cause serious problems for you. <laughs> the road to your career is sometimes blocked by your lack of patience and pride, in spite of of your gusto and ambition. You like to have attention and you can range from the being the ham to the suspi- to the, I'm so sorry, I messed this up but it's so good. Um, where, where is it? Uh, you like to have attention and you can range from being the ham to the sophisticate. You're always trustworthy, true-hearted, and steady in your close friendships. That sounds very accurate in places that Make me feel incredibly uncomfortable. Right? Yeah. Anyway, no. astrology is real. Yeah. And like, so your, your Leo ascendant isn't, isn't involved in that. But like, Audrey is, has a Leo. Yeah. I'm a cancer. I'm a cancer sun, uh, a Libra moon and Leo rising. And that means that when I, co- how I come off to other people is like very confident and like I'm comfortable being the center of attention when in fact I hate being the center of attention and I also want to be alone all the time. Yeah, but like you, like that's like that's why you come across as being like so nice and like you know you like always have that's something why to talk you are, to. are a radio personality. <laughs> Literally, yes, yeah. yeah. The so, stars are why you do everything, Justin. Yeah. Just accept it. I do. Yeah. How that's... do you how do you feel? How do you feel after being read? Uh, I I feel seen. 
mm-hmm. I feel like it was mean at the beginning but got nice at the end. Right. That's just like life, baby. It's just constructive criticism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to be all things to all people. I'm not. I'm. I'm. Stop. I'm Do you think you're better than me, Justin? No, I don't. <laughs> he just I'm, thinks he's better than most people. Right. I. I am. I'm letting go of all. You're letting go, things. letting God. And uh, welcoming this calm chill energy into my it. my life here's the thing now is what you need to do is you need to download an app called the pattern the pa- yes now, uh, everybody download the pattern yeah, and add you, me and christina on the pattern you were talking about this on your show a couple weeks ago real good show sponsored by the pattern thank yeah. you <laughs> so the pattern is like this astrology like so everyone has co-star co-stars co-stars baby shit co-star is is is, is for toddlers yeah Pattern, the pattern. If you're an adult, you need to download the pattern. The pattern is like ruining your life. The pattern is like, it, it doesn't phrase anything in terms of astrology. It just reads you for filth every single fucking day. <laughs> and it is attacking you every second right, of every moment. Because it is fueled by ghosts that must live in your phone and read all of your messages and yeah. know everything about your life. Because it's too accurate. Right, it's, it's too, too accurate. accurate. It's really scary. It's like things that I like send, like I'll, I'll, I'll send things to Audrey and it'll just be like just just things i've only ever told her yeah. and i'm yeah. like are you things, writing this things to me? that i need to show to my therapist basically right. anyway that's been product recommendations with the puck bunnies yeah you you recommend the pattern the pattern yeah we which endorse. sounds like a cult honestly it is yeah welcome it's, it's, it really yeah uh you know the last couple of weeks i uh have been going to the pattern <laughs> yep mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, everything's just... I've given them all my life savings. <laughs> no, so I've, I've, got, I've gotten like... <laughs> I cleaned out my checking and account I'm and gave to it the all com- to the I'm pattern. moving to the commune upstate. It's yeah. going to be great. I've gotten several people who are like sort of astrology like, it's stupid, like into the pattern and like always, without fail, two days later, they'll like screenshot me something the pattern said to them and be like, Christina, what the fuck is this app? <laughs> how cool. does it know? Like, how I does know it know everything about my life? Anyway, um, so I'm glad that we were able to open your mind. Yeah. Open your third eye. I feel like I have been sufficiently opened. Oh, my. Because, I don't, yeah, I don't know. You know, I was going to say, I saw The Dead Don't Die last week. Oh, Adam Driver. Yeah, it's really good. It's really funny. I have a feeling that most people who go to see it thinking it will be like a Bill Murray movie are just going to fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because it's like a theater of the absurd take on a zombie film. Um, but Riza from Wu-Tang is in it. Oh, okay. And he is a delivery driver for Wu-P.S., <laughs> and he's asked to drop some knowledge before he leaves for the rest of the film and Good. all he says is the world is perfect appreciate the details and i feel like that's pretty good that is pretty good i'm trying to do that a little bit more yeah we all should because life is a horrible monstrous zombie film every hour of every day that's lately. my advice to all canucks fans but like the look, canucks are perfect look where we appreciate are appreciate the details look look at this yeah Look, look at where oh, you've flown into. We've been looking at it and, s- and cussing at it. Yeah, it's awful. I have to I go back it. to our stupid cities that we hate tonight. <laughs> the world is perfect. Appreciate the details. Um, and I feel like your trip to the Roxy is like the microcosm of that. Because <laughs> you spent the so weekend much. like wandering around Stanley Park and being like, oh my God, this city is so yeah. beautiful. I can't handle it. And you know what else is beautiful? The inside of the goddamn Roxy. Yeah, well, but the thing is like nobody, locals have stopped appreciating Stanley Park. Yeah. And I guess locals don't appreciate the Roxy either. That's they right. all need to. They need to try harder. Yeah. But the moral of this is that the world is perfect. The world is perfect because it brought us together. The world yeah. is a beautiful place and I'm no longer afraid to die. Great band. <laughs> <laughs> that Appreci- is a band. Appreciate the details. Like, for example, that has Twitter like destroyed 
politics and everything every second of every day absolutely in some ways yes but twitter has also brought these delightful wonderful women into my home to record this podcast with me and i could not be more thrilled about that it's cool because we're not leaving so yeah yeah we're gonna (laughs) we live on this couch you're here forever (laughs) right exactly well i'm very happy that you came here so thank you for doing that and um i hope you have a nice flight and um This has been so great just hanging out with you in person instead of chatting with you in Twitter DMs. For yeah. Well, we're going to keep chatting with you on Twitter DMs. Obviously, so. yes. But like, <laughs> yeah. also, maybe decide just to come back to Vancouver next summer instead of going to the draft in Montreal. <laughs> That's right. We'll, we'll, we'll consider it. <laughs> Think I'm, about it. I'm selling all of my belongings and I'm moving here in like two days. So just be prepared. <laughs> Which one of the Roxy Fever boys are you going to marry for a visa? None well, of them. Vias is the only single one. So... <laughs> My options are extremely limited. So we're both going to marry Vias? Yeah. <laughs> what is what is like the Canadian stance on bigamy? Um, I think there's one town in northern BC that's like a cult town that's Dope. super cool we're with it. We're moving there. So, so yeah, that's perfect. where the pattern is located. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> so you're moving awesome. to the pattern. Yeah. And uh, you'll marry Vias and it'll yeah. be great. How beautiful. <laughs> Anyways, do you guys want to plug your show before we go? Oh, sure. right. We have that. Um, you can find us at puck bunnies that's the name of our podcast it's on all the podcast things apple music apple Podcasts, apples stitcher the other ones spotify whatever what's our twitter uh our twitter you can follow us on twitter at, at puck bunnies underscore pod you can also follow us on uh instagram at, at puck bunnies pod no underscore because <laughs> fuck you that's why um this has been christina you can i can find me if you want to you can follow me on twitter at at floozy esq I'm Audrey. You can follow me at Twitter at odd, A-U-D underscore bowler, B-O-W-L-E-R. Thanks. You like Pete Weber Jr. Yeah. An odd bowler. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for that. No problem. You've been sitting on that one for a while. A little bit since <laughs> since earlier this afternoon. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Justin Morissette. If you enjoyed this program, you can support it by heading on over to patreon.com slash realgoodshow this podcast is produced by you the listener and patreon donor and i appreciate that very very much i got more fun stuff coming up uh after having made so many wonderful connections through the nhl draft this weekend great shows coming your way just like this one i hope you enjoyed it i so much enjoyed having you here with me ladies thank you so much for doing this anytime bye justin i love you (laughs) i i i I need to come back to chicago that has to happen so hopefully it won't be long until i see you we're gonna cause a ruckus audrey enjoy that yager jersey that i gave you yes thank you so much please wear it to a game this year absolutely will and just get roasted by people who will tell you that yager never wore that jersey (laughs) (laughs) between that and my smith pelly jersey i'm really gonna be fucked this year justin okay we don't need to talk about it not good times yeah all right well until next week be real be good be real good
What do you mean? What's, you, is it torture? Jesus Christ, are you listening to, to me? Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. 56, like, would random. You, these aren't professionals. Would you, would you, would you recommend Dude. it to, like, the military as, like, yeah, a, I would. a government torture I process would, or whatever? Like, fuck, like, <laughs> is it torture? Like, you. <laughs> fuck off.